Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best free fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com, and by ThriveFantasy.com. Do you like daily fantasy? Do you like prop betting? Do you like mixing those in together and then winning money? Do you like free money? Well, then Thrive Fantasy, if you sign up with the promo code WTB, you will get $20 free when you deposit 20 or more with your first deposit. Use that promo code WTB at ThriveFantasy.com. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, what a day. What a day to be alive. Here we are. Here we are. Um... Coming into week five already. Uh, it's weird because it's like it's week five, but it's like the middle of January. It's like uh, the uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, days of the season uh, when I was working not at a bank. Um, I would schedule the entire afternoon off so I could watch NBA games on Martin Luther King Day in the office. Uh, and then I got found out and I didn't get in trouble. In fact, uh, other people just started coming into the conference room that I had booked every year and watching NBA games. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well for me. Now that I work at a bank, I get the day off. I can sit at home. I can watch these games. We have 10 days coming up on uh, 10 games coming up on Martin Luther King day. Um, uh, a, a much, um, I guess, hallowed uh, holiday. And, and, and really cool that the NBA continues to, to, to kind of make Martin Luther King day theirs. Yeah, and it's just a crazy that we get the amount of games. Now, man, the quality of some of these games might not be great because there's a lot of back-to-backs, like second night of back-to-backs in this slate, which that's the only – that's my one thing I wish they wouldn't have done. Yeah, there certainly is. Like, we talked about this in week four. We, 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 we harped on the COVID stuff. I'm losing – I mean, I think I've lost three weeks in a row due to postponed games just because the teams that have been postponed have been postponed for more than, you know, six, seven, eight, ten days. Um, the You're going to see that in week five, like we've said. You're going to see that in week six. Uh, you're going to see that for the rest of the season. And um, you're just going to have to take your lumps. Um, that's why we said don't play head-to-head. Uh, I wish I could have – maneuvered my head-to-head leagues into roto leagues because I, I i try to do that no matter what the season is but this season would have been particularly good but you're right there's there's ton of back-to-back seven games on sunday uh followed by 10 games on martin luther king day kind of a weird week week five uh heavy wednesday heavy friday but only two games on tuesday and three games on thursday yeah, and I mean this is, this whole week is a is a strange one in a little bit because some of the teams that were supposed to have the bigger weeks are some of the ones that are getting their games all postponed right now. So um, that's something to watch too. And so, um, man, I don't know what what are you feeling about this week? Because like I feel like the postponements are increasing very rapidly, and that that seems like it's a worry. Yeah, and. I feel so. I, I've been having this kind of like uh, conversation as well. Like, all right, you have a team, a couple players on your team, maybe, who will not be playing for three, maybe five games. Um, so your week's kind of busted. How do you like, like, how do you recover from that? 
and I think it's like it's it's always like as always it depends, right? But I think what I've started to, what I've started to do is and I started doing this last week is I will be looking at players that I consider um, maybe bench guys, but guys I want to hold on to. Um, let's just take for instance, like I like holding on to Pat Bev. I think uh, Pat Bev's uh, gets me the, the, you know, usually gives me the steals and a, and a block and assist. And like, you know, he gives me like these weird stats and I liked having him. I like having him on my bench. Um, you know, I've even, you know, Eric Bledsoe is, is another person who I'm like, I know he's not playing that great, but like, you know, he, he'll give me that steal. He'll give me some assists. Um, I've started just kind of dropping those guys and streaming more. Um, in the leagues where streaming is available. If you're in a, like a, a, a league where you can only pick up like three guys a week, I think you just kind of have to throw in the towel. I think you got to plan for next week, make all your pickups around uh, you know, either Saturday or Sunday so you can get that extra game the, the, the next week. If, you know, if you're missing like five, six games due to postponements, really that's the difference. I mean, if you're going to be down five-plus five games a week against your opponent, you will probably lose every single week. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, you know, unless their their players, the one of their players that's out is the big name guy or something, you know, you're definitely going to lose every one of those weeks. And we talk about that's the whole purpose of this article that I write every week is like try to maximize your games and head to head leagues. So if you're missing, you know, five, six, seven, eight games from you know multiple players, you're probably not going to win. Yeah, and I've got like I said, I've gotten a lot more liberal with my uh, dropping of my bench. Um, you know, streaming guys that, you know, might get 34, 35 minutes because there's a COVID game going on. Some guys that I would never, ever pick up or even guys I would never drop to pick up this guy. Uh, I'm just going for it because eventually this is going to add up. You, you know, you lose one week. Oh, well, you know, you go three, six, one week. Well, you go three, six the next week and three, six next week. And suddenly you're not in, in contention for the playoffs. Right now, I would say with the shortened season, um, with the question mark on what the schedule looks like after week 11 in the middle of March, you know, we're, we're approaching halfway through the damn season already. And if you're going to be playing from behind, probably I would say, you know, like here, here's the thing. You're going to be playing from behind in a question amount, question mark amount of weeks, right? So if you're not trying to win each week right now, you might get unlucky later too. So I think you got to try to like, you got to act like you're, you're fighting for the playoffs right now, no matter how good your record is. Yeah. I mean, any, any bankable win is, is a big win. And, you know, we talk about those category leagues maybe where, you know, you can win, six to two or, or five to three, like even that, that one win could definitely be the difference in you making the playoffs and you not. And, you know, the, our plan is right to like make up all these postponements, but if the landscape isn't any better, like who's to say those games even get played. Yeah. And when do they fit them in with the expected rest of the schedule? You know, uh, are, are, is the game totals going to continue to go down? Um, are we really actually going to play the amount of games that the NBA said we were going to play overall? Which is, if if you're in a roto league, I don't mind you going up on games, playing the hot hand, playing your bench a little bit more. I like to stay kind of in that uh, in that um, area where you're pretty close to staying on on pace. But this year, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go over on games. 
Um, and I'm going to stay over on games because I, I just don't know what this looks like after the beginning of March. Well, and I feel like, too, this year, more than any other year, there's the opportunity to get a really high-quality game right now if you're looking. You know what I mean? Like, you could pick up somebody that's – I mean, there's – just think about any given day of the last week. There was somebody who was on every waiver wire at the beginning of the week yeah. that had a huge game that was a top, you know, a top 50 game, right? Like, so it would be like picking up a top 50 player almost. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had a great game. Uh, on Sunday. Um, Garrett Temple had a very nice game. Uh, you, you even saw Ben McLemore hit four threes. Uh, you know, it's so like every, like, it, 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 Roto, you want to, like, maximize your quality um, starts. But when you look at, like, this beat up, um, you know, injured Orlando team, right? Cole Anthony, you know, you know, Cole Anthony's going to go play. You know, Terrence Ross, who's in a lot, who who is in way too many waiver wires, is going to get thirty plus minutes. He would like go go pick these guys up, get those quality starts in. I'd say take some chances because it could it could make the difference. For sure, and I I feel like you know even if you're taking chances and you're hitting. You know, one out of every two, you're you're doing good for yourself. And you know, picked up a guy like Tyrese Maxey there the other week. You had a, a thirty point game, and then even in the last game when they got a few guys back, he still had twelve points and three rebounds. Like it's not the worst game. No, not at all. Uh, looking at week five, like you said, we don't know how many games these teams are going to play. Most teams were supposed to play four. Uh, basically, a little over half the league is going to play four. A little less than half the league is going to play three. Right now, I say you can't really use that as a metric at all. You know, you, I think you've got to play a lot tighter to game time with your pickups. I think you have to pay a lot more attention to Twitter than maybe you are previously used to in order to get the edge going into week five uh, and further. We don't know when these uh, these you know, these postponements are going to, um, you know, be replayed. We don't, we have no idea. Uh, but there has been some good news, Tyler, and, and, and you, you document this in your article, your preview for week five. That is on hashtag basketball.com. Go there right now and check it out. Tyler writes these every single week. They are the best, um, I guess, reference to planning your week for fantasy that I've seen anywhere on the internet. Um, it's not all bad news, right, Tyler? Chris Stapps is back. John Morant is back. Kyrie Irving seems like he's going to come back. Some of the, 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 if you're struggling on postponements and you got guys injured, at least some injured guys are coming back. Yeah, Kemba came back, which that that happened after after this article was posted. But yeah. we saw Kemba's season debut. Um, yeah, it's been good to get some guys back. And, you know, this is kind of that part in, in every season where it starts to feel normal. And then – and this is the only season maybe where it's, it may never quite feel normal. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to feel very normal, but you, you make a point and I think it's very, it's kind of interesting in the, in the article here. It's, it's kind of the week to um, really hone in on what you're good at, what you're not good at, because we're no longer in like a super small sample size theater. We're still on small sample size theater, right? But we're starting to the, the the everybody's reverting to the mean, as we always say on the watching the boxes podcast. Um, and now's the time to like really say, all right, let's start looking at trades. Let's start looking at where my team sucks. Let's look, let's look at where my team is good. Am I already up like twenty two 
uh, blocks uh, or 50 blocks on everybody because I drafted Embiid and Miles Turner and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, do I really need all those blocks? Can I win each week without having all those blocks? Yeah, probably. All right, who sucks at blocks? Let's, who have I already played? that sucks at blocks is a better, even a, a better way to look at it because if you give somebody guy, some guy who's not going to beat you uh, come around round two, uh, you get them better. Maybe take some points off of some other people. If you're in a roto league, uh, obviously the, the game within the game, you look at those standings, maybe there's some guys ahead of you in the overall standings, but uh, you know, you could have a lower team pass them in blocks if you give them a good block player. And that makes trades where, that would seem lopsided. It's like, oh, I'm not going to give you my block guy for an equal guy. Well, it's actually a good trade if I give you a block guy and suddenly I'm moving up in the standings, even if I got a lesser player or an equal player back in that trade. Yeah, uh, we're reaching the quarter pool of the season too. I don't think some people realize that. Like The, season, the regular season is a uh, quarter of the way over basically at the end of this week. So it's, it's happening fast and now would be the perfect time to kind of try to adjust your roster. The only thing I'll say about it is, man, I, I, it's harder to do with this whole COVID situation too, because you never know when you're going to be without maybe your big name player or a key blocks player. Like if you're, if your category is blocks, right. That you're way ahead in. But now all of a sudden you're missing two blocks a game from Miles Turner for two weeks. Then you might go from one of the better teams in blocks to a middle of the pack team or one of the worst teams in blocks. So it's difficult to make any kind of trade. I guess you have to just assume that everyone in your roster is going to be available when it matters to you most. And maybe they will be, maybe they won't be. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good way to look forward um, and hit those waiver wires, you know, like there's still really good players that are not rostered in uh, 50% of Yahoo leagues. In fact, I got a little negligent in a points league and I don't, I hardly ever play points leagues and I got a little negligent and I didn't pick up, I didn't use my final stream and I, uh, I ended up losing by, let's see, eight, eight points. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. It, any any schmo off the waiver wire would have would have won me the week. Oh, Michael, Michael, that's a that's a rookie mistake. Yeah, there. absolute negligence. Uh, absolute negligence. You would expect someone who has their own podcast about fancy basketball to not be negligent. But also, I am lazy, so that is a very important um, thing to remember. And I enjoy sleeping in. So those those things. I didn't sleep until like the first game play. That'd be kind of weird. Um, it seems like a, I didn't sleep till like three in the afternoon today. So, uh, at least it got that going for me. <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some of these guys who are rostered in 50, uh, under 50% of Yahoo League. Somebody I, I think I already mentioned, uh, Cole Anthony, you know, he's going to play Mar- Marco Fultz is out. He's got an ACL injury. That sucks, but they don't have any other point guards on this team. And Cole Anthony has been playing, um, you know, close to 30 minutes per game in, He's, I think he's playing fairly decently. He's, he's really a decent uh, fantasy player in those minutes. Yeah, so his big thing in college was, you know, he was a really good rebound and assist guy, and so I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see steals. I think we're going to see some decent points. You got to know what you're buying. He's going to shoot a bad field goal percentage. He shot a bad field goal percentage in college. He's going to continue to be a bad field goal percentage guy. So if you're a, a team that 
banking on winning field goal percentage every week. Cole Anthony might tank it a little bit. But other than that, I mean, I think you eliminate that category for the rest of the season. I think he could easily be a top 100 player just because the opportunity is going to be there. Yeah, and it would be nice if he could, like, figure out how to shoot just barely over 40%. It would also be nice if, like, uh, you know, a lot – I, I don't think I remember a time when more guys are like getting like starting for their teams like Devonte Graham, but they're shooting like under forty percent. So it's just like a strange, strange era we're living in where you can be like usually if you shot under forty percent you you'd be ran off the court. But now it's like guys start uh, and they shoot under forty percent. But like I like Cole Anthony. Uh, the the thing I like most about him is the steal a game. Uh, in, in, in that 30 minutes. And um, yeah, I think the steal holds up the, the good rebounds from a point guard is also positive as well. And if he ever kind of puts his shot together, then you're actually looking at a standard league player, but um, streaming wise, that's an obvious one for, for me, because you're not going to find, you know, four, maybe, maybe more assists from a, a guy off the waiver wire very often. Yeah, I'm with you there. And another guy I mentioned here was Eric Gordon. I think you know someone on that Houston team is going to have to pick up some shots, and especially with James gone. And and so you can talk about a guy like Eric Gordon who can get you 15 points a game, and you know shoots shoot a ton of threes. And he's not going to give you the rebounds, assists, steals you want. But I mean, Eric Gordon could be real good. Yeah, um, and I think we're going to have to address. Something we've had another. We're out of small sample size theater time, Tyler. And I think we're gonna have to dress. I'm getting heckled, I'm getting harassed. No, I'm not getting harassed. Uh, NBA rigged on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes is our channel. Uh, NBA rigged is hitting me up on Twitch and he's like, Hey, Christian Woods playing real well, guys. What do you think about him? What's going on? He said he wasn't gonna be that good. We, you know, we did say he would not be a top 50 player, and I, th- I, I think we're gonna have to take that back, Tyler. Uh, well, so it's, it's been funny, you know, people at the beginning of the season were telling me, Oh, you said he wasn't going to get the steals and blocks. He's averaging over a steal and over a block. Well, now we look back and he's averaging only 0.6 steals and then he is averaging two blocks a game. Impressive. But it's only 10 games that he's played. That's also true. So he had a total a total of 54 blocks last season, right? And we've seen plenty of times where blocks come in bunches, right? So if he's below a block a game, he's below a steal a game, okay, then he becomes a points and rebounds guy and the percentages have been good. But do you really want a a points and rebounds guy as a, you know, your third round pick, which is where a lot of people were picking this guy. I don't, you know, maybe if you're picking at the end of the third round, you're getting, you know, 24 and 18, some nights, like that's, that's pretty nice. The rebounds, the rebounds are nice. Cause I, it looks like, you know, individuals getting double digit rebounds is a little down this season. So you're getting a guy who gets a good rebounds with threes and the points. Here's the thing that's still not happening. Assists. And like you're saying that steal is a 0.6 right now and it could go down to 0.3 um i think yeah, the, blo- he, the blocks he are a little bit a more steal for in in four straight games he's mm-hmm. been shut out in the steals yes. category so our good friend nba rings like hey this guy's looking like maybe a first second round talent it's like 
not unless, I mean, it's so hard to be that good to be in those first two tiers. If those steals aren't over one, I don't think you can even be in those first tiers, especially if your assists are less than two. Yeah, and I mean, we look like you can look at the numbers right now, right? For the season, Christian Wood producing the exact stats that he's producing right now as the 32nd ranked player. So you're basically saying if you pick them in the third round, you're basically saying he's got to be exactly this good all season. And the thing is, is everything fell right for him, right? The best possible case scenario happened. He was great in Detroit during garbage time, and now Houston is just garbage time. There is no James Harden taking his touches. He's the main scorer on this team. Now he's the main guy, once again, playing in garbage time. He, everything fell perfectly into his lap. And so he's going to reach his ceiling. This is probably his ceiling. Yeah, and I, I think, too, we could see the minutes come down a little bit here. Like He's playing 33.8 a game, but he hasn't dealt with a lot of foul trouble. And the big man, a lot of times, you know, they'll get some foul trouble games. And we've also not seen that many blowouts for the Rockets. So... We've seen a ton of blowouts in every other game, but the Rockets really have only had eh, – they've had three blowouts here, and they've all been fairly recent. Um, we could see some more blowouts to bring the minutes down a little bit. Like, I still will f- say this about it. I, I'm not ready to say anyone was right or wrong yet. That's perfectly fair. Uh, shout out to NBA Rigged for uh, holding us accountable on our Christian Wood takes. Um, Another Houston Rocket is on your list here. And this is a guy who's always, like, year after year, is standard league relevant, is in the top 120, top 125, but nobody ever wants to keep him around on his team because he's averaging, like, six points a freaking game. P.J. Tucker, who gets you one and a half, like, like almost one and a half steals, like a, a steal a game, almost a block a game. Uh, and, and, and a few rebounds and a three. A, the top-tier counting stats streamer, but he's always available to be, to be streamed off the waiver wire, like almost in every single league. Yeah, I think you've been helped this year too by you know, him not playing super good. So now he's even, he's even more under the radar than he, he always is. Um, P.J. Tucker is the type of guy that in a four-game week can literally win you two or three categories. Just pick him up, play him. And so um, I think he's perpetually underrated, like you mentioned, and I think we know exactly what P.J. Tucker is. Yep. And those kind of stats matter. You know, you, you, if you are uh, got a lot of postponed games, but in those counting stats you're still competing in halfway, you know, a few games into the week, maybe halfway through the week, and you see this big backloaded schedule from um, – oh, that's the wrong player. That's uh, Devontae Graham's got a backloaded schedule. Uh, where's P.J. Tucker's schedule? Well, let's just say, hypothetically, P.J. Tucker is playing Wednesday, um, Friday, and Saturday, which he is. Hey, uh, maybe he's even playing an, an extra game. You could say, all right, well, that's, that's you know, three, maybe even four steals, three, maybe four blocks. And I'm, I'm tied right now for blocks and, blocks and steals, but I'm going to get blown out in every other stat. Maybe – 
maybe he's the difference. Uh, and, and then maybe you get that extra, even though your games are postponed, you're going to play way less games than other players, uh, than the, whoever you're playing against. Maybe you get enough steals to, to overcome that and you get that extra, extra cat going into the, into the next week. So like, I think you're going to have to, if you're, you're going to have to fight for the playoffs starting right now, period. This is worth saying too about, about Houston. They play the bulls on Monday in Chicago, but Chicago's on the second row back to back and they're flying from Dallas. Oof. So that's that's uh, that should be a, a juicy game for all Rockets, right? Not a and bad flight. Not a bad flight, though. Yeah, but I mean, second of a back to back, and Houston isn't playing on a second of a back to back. So yeah, that helps. Big, big rest advantage there. Note to self: bet against the Bulls uh, after that win in Dallas. That maybe the odds will be. Uh, then they play but... the Suns on Wednesday, which not a scary defensive matchup really i mean they got they got bridges right they're they're better than they seem but it's not like so scary right then they're in detroit and in dallas dallas is ravaged by the covid right now now maybe some of those guys will be back by saturday but detroit's not good there's three pretty juicy matchups in that houston week right now yeah there really is and i think you know with the um with the new roster Going to have to see how that that all works out. PJ Tucker could be playing a, a decent role. Maybe he even gets more uh, more minutes moving forward. Who knows? Well, I mean, let's let's look at this like Houston thing. You want to look at the roster? It's like they're bringing in Oladipo, but who's going to take PJ Tucker's minutes? Like, Demarcus Cousins? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. And so like, and John Wall's out again on Monday at least. They announced that, so it's like. Man, you gotta feel, you gotta feel good about some of these other ancillary guys. You know, just getting thrown in there and and getting a lot of stats this week. And obviously, I think you want to wait and see who's playing. But like, if Cousins and Wall and Gordon all sit again, maybe Ben McLemore's the guy you pick up, or Mason Jones. Like, all those guys could be real good. Yeah, I think so. I want to talk about another guy on your um, list here of the uh, the best streamers for the week. And I also want to talk about a guy who I'm surprised is not on your list but let's talk about the guy who is on your list first Lonnie Walker the fourth there's three other Lonnie Walkers running around <laughs> out there uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth is still not uh, uh, rostered in in more than 50% of leagues yet the playing time is there for him he's almost playing 30 minutes a game and he's playing fairly well yeah, Lonnie Walker's a guy we're seeing hit, you know, a good amount of threes, score some good points. Uh, steals and blocks haven't been quite as high as you like, but they're, they're getting there. Um, I, I also just feel like the Spurs are kind of a perpetually underrated team now, right? Like no one wants to own a Spur, and I don't know, I don't know why that is. The Spurs used to be a, a hot team with a lot of pickups, right? Um, but I, I feel like Lonnie Walker is definitely a little bit underrated. And like you mentioned, he's, he's available in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Like probably one of the better players owned in less than 50%. Yeah. The dude can score when he puts it on, he can, he can score and score in bunches, right? He's going to have some dead games. Of course, like these, these, these types of guys uh, off the bench often do have a, a dead game, but like the scoring and, and the threes, th- th- those are his deal. You know um, I, I think the, the Spurs are also uh, kind of interesting. Because it's like Patty Mills is also kind of good. Rudy Gay is Rudy Gay. He does stuff that you like. Devin Vassell. I, I don't even think I've uh, paid a, a ton of attention to Devin Vassell, but now I have because I, I feel like uh, like he had like one good game. And I was like, I didn't know Devin Vassell could even play that well. 
Yeah, he's only playing like 20 minutes a game. He's actually had back-to-back pretty good games here, um, both against the Rockets. So maybe he just doesn't like the Rockets. I don't know. Um, but Devin Vassell's a really good shooter. And so he's a rookie playing for Pop. But I think by the end of the season, Vassell could be somebody who's another guy that you're kind of streaming for some threes and some points and some decent rebounds. Yep, another guy who uh, is not on your list um, that I want to get your I want to get your feel on it because I feel like this is another team where the playing time is weird. We don't know who really actually the coach wants to start and play. We've already had that move back and forth, especially and there's also been an injury involved. Um, Emmanuel quickly last three games. I mean, he's shooting well, right? Um, but he's putting up double digit shots in the last four games. In the last three games, he's almost shooting like 50%. He's getting a steal a game in the last three games. Lots of points. Playing more minutes, is the, which is to me is the most important thing here. Um, and, and, and hitting some threes. What, what do you make of this uh, point guard situation in, in New York? Because it's kind of been all over the place since the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I think that's the real worry. Um, quickly, though, is definitely earning a rule, uh, a rule, a role. Yeah. yeah. Um, the problem is, I think there's going to be games where he goes back to the 15 minutes, just because they've got options, right? And like, if Alfred Payton's having a hot game, and maybe Austin Rivers comes in off the bench and he's having a good game, you know, quickly could be one of those guys who kind of gets pushed to the fringes of that rotation. And that's like the – that would be like being the 10th man in most rotations, but it's probably like the 8th man in a Tibbs rotation, right? Like you're just that kind of guy who like, okay, some nights you can pop off and get like 25, but there's going to be nights where you also get like 15. And so in a standard league, I don't really want him. In a deeper league, though, like quickly could be real good. And you mentioned it. He's had three great games, and the most minutes he's played in any of those games was 28. He had 17 points in 21 minutes against the Celtics. And he had 19 points in 22 minutes against the Nets on Wednesday. Feed the hot hand, man. And um, I think this also kind of goes to show you that, like, Tibbs doesn't terribly, like, like Alfred Payton. Like, I don't think he really wants Alfred Payton to be running the point on this team. uh, Because we've just seen Alfred Payton, like, his minutes, like, fluctuate whenever Tibbs feels like someone else is playing better. And Alc Burks is due to be back sooner than later maybe even this uh, during week five uh, and I think that definitely hurts uh, quickly's minutes so it might hurt his value but I also think it hurts Alfred Payton's value too because Alec Burks uh, I think is just a better player in my opinion the next time the Knicks make the playoffs whenever that is after I've passed away of old age are any of these players still on the roster no they'll also all be dead as well <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it'll be 200 years from now. I just feel like this Knicks roster is is far from what it had to, has to be for them to be a playoff team. Like they're better than I thought, and I think a lot of that you can credit to Tibbs. Like they're six and eight. Yep. And, but like I, I mean, like Julius Randall might be on the roster. Mitchell Robinson might be on the roster. RJ Barrett might be on the roster. But like other than that, a lot of these guys like aren't gonna be on the team when they're good. Yeah, I feel like they have a, a similar problem. Like we were saying, like Chicago's got a lot of really good, like fifth, sixth, seventh man players. Like a lot of really 
like top quality role players on the team. The Knicks like don't have a congruent roster and only a couple like actually good players. Well, their big problem is you mentioned it, right? Like they just don't really have a point guard and RJ Barrett's kind of a chucker and Julius Randle's been better than expected, but like, I don't know, man. I just, the Knicks, what a team. Yeah. It's one of the, that's, that's always frustrating me because like the Knicks are so bad and they're so incompetent that everyone's like, Oh man, the Knicks, ha 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 ha. I'm like, Oh, the Kings are terrible too. Blah, 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 blah. It's like guys, the bulls are as bad as those ownership. Like the front office is so bad. And, the ownership is like even worse. It's just as bad as the, as the Knicks, but like they figure out ways to like stay under the radar of incompetency. And I feel like that finally, once Jim Boylan showed up, that finally stopped where even everybody in like, even like, you know, Shaq and Chuck have to be like, yeah, Jim Boylan's a, a joke. Uh, and that finally got enough notoriety to, to, to change things in Chicago. Uh, but like, it doesn't matter what you do in New York. Like they're never going to change with Dolan. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm. I tend to agree with you, but yeah, I've seen Stranger Things. That's that's probably true. Um, these are strange and uh, mysterious times, Tyler. Uh, there's not a lot of back-to-backs going into next week. It's a weird week. It's a weird so schedule. So I, I will say this: we made a change with the article um, this week, which some of you probably noticed. Um, we're going to actually do a second part of this article oh. that, that features the weekend um, All right. because of the way things are changing so quickly, right? We, we felt like the, by the time we get to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when you're trying to win your week, right? And you're trying to make the smartest pickups to win your week. We felt like the article was just getting outdated because of the way the landscape is changing so quickly. So we are actually going to be now doing a second article um, where you can check it out and it'll be, it'll feature Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then look into the next week. Um, that, that's excellent. That's good news. Uh, you're hearing, hearing it here first. Go to hashtag basketball.com uh, in the middle of the week to get your for prep for the week. And actually I was looking at week six for some reason. Week five actually has a ton of back-to-back uh, uh, going into next week opportunities. Tons, of, almost every team, um, except for maybe I don't know, like one, like maybe like three teams here, either has a, ba- a Saturday Monday pseudo back-to-back or a Sunday Monday back-to-back. Yes, because yeah. Monday is a huge day on week six. There's eleven games. The, yeah. the the team I'm really looking at though here, actually, there's two teams that I'm really really looking at here. Oh, I lied. Three teams. Hawks. Okay. Hawks, mm-hmm. Knicks. Yeah. And Clippers all play Sunday, Tuesday, pseudo back-to-back. Which Sunday's an eight-game day, and Tuesday there's only three games. So you could get yourself a nice little double pickup there, and you're probably not going to be able to stream anybody in on Monday anyways because there's 11 games, which is a lot. Yeah. You're probably your roster's probably already full unless there's a ton of postponed games, and so like then everything changes. And I like the I like the idea of you guys doing a middle of the week type of update based on what's going on with COVID and all the postponements. Uh, this is a weird week with like the super low amount of games on Tuesday, Thursday. Maximize your games this week if you can. If you think you're going to lose this week, go into next week uh, and get those that that back to back Saturday, Monday, or Sunday, Monday because there is an ample opportunity 
going from week five to week six to do that back to back. Um, so I actually might be, since I have quite a few postponed COVID guys in one of my leagues, I might just be preparing for uh, next week. Uh, fair, fair. Well, you could prepare for a great Monday of full of basketball. That's true. I will be relaxing, watching basketball all day why, long. Why, why is Minnesota against Atlanta the 2.30 game on NBA TV? Atlanta. Um, it's always, what is it? It's always, it's always Atlanta and Memphis, right? Yeah, but why is Minnesota in it? Usually Chicago plays Memphis. I think, um, well, no, I just, I think it's just luck of the draw, right? I think Minnesota happens to be playing Atlanta. Okay. Just Minnesota without Towns. They're three and eight. I feel like we should have give. I feel like we should have should have planned ahead better. Um, Martin Luther King was born in Atlanta, and he died in Memphis. And I think that's why they always do that. I mean, it's fair. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll watch a Grizzlies game. I'm excited for that, but I don't watch a Hawks game. I just don't really want to watch them play Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to watch Minnesota play at all. Actually, I, uh, a player that was recently mentioned to me. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. And I was like, oh, I haven't thought about D'Angelo Russell the entire season. Not once. <laughs> That's fair. I own him on a, in a league, so I, I've been thinking about D'Angelo Russell. But what, do you, what do you think about him so far? I haven't, I haven't paid any attention. Enlighten me. Uh, I mean, he's been D'Angelo Russell, I think. Like, I don't, I don't really think I have any like, thought changes about D'Lo. I just think he is what he is. And I think some people keep thinking he's going to, like, break out and be that all-star again and he's just not like he's gonna give you like five and a half assists and three and a half rebounds and the steals are gonna be fine and he's gonna score 20 points on less than stellar efficiency his efficiency i mean i'm obviously a, a, a roto heavy player but his efficiency really kills his ability to be relevant in standard leagues in in roto standard leagues just like I don't even want him. I know he's like he's like twenty points and three threes and like you're saying five assists, but like I don't want him. I don't want him on my team. I don't want him shooting like uh, a, my guard shooting less than seventy percent from from the line. Like it just it just kills me. Well, I think that might be a little fluky, right? Like he's a career seventy six point nine percent. He shot over eighty last year, so I think the the free throw misses has probably been a little fluky early on, and then the volume's still not that huge. I mean, he's only shot. 39 free throws total so that could be a little bit fluky i just feel like and you talk about this roto like there's so many of these guys and you mentioned it earlier 17 field goal attempts a game 43.6 percent yeah it's like yeah. it just say it just sinks you in a roto and and so there's so many point guards though now and, and just guards in general maybe you want to say because we talk about positions not being a real thing anymore that yeah they're just shooting so bad from the field that you're like man like i don't want to own you at all in a roto yeah it's it's really hard like even like good like pretty good players like fred van fleet shooting 42 percent on 17 17 tips now you could deal with that because you get a half a block a steal the, the sister always there the rebounds are there pretty pretty often but it's it's kind of those like that's kind of like a leak of it. it's kind of those fringe guys like I can't, I can't have uh, Kelly Oubre or Andrew Wiggins on my team if they're going to shoot this poorly. I just can't. Yeah, I'm with you there. Ugh, man. Devontae Graham, 31%. Shoot 31% this season. Well, I mean, some of that's been a little bit fluky, but, I mean, the, the, we talked about this the other week, I think. The Hornets are the, the ultimate team for this. 
they have multiple guys that just do like Terrozier, Lamella Ball. <laughs> like they yeah. they just they love a guard that can't shoot. PJ Washington, like even he just jacks up some shots. We just love it. We, it. What's weird is like it works for them in some games when they all like kind of hit get hot and then they shoot like fifty percent and then they I swear the Hornets have games where they shoot like twenty five percent. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. I I don't think I can remember just like guys constantly obviously shooting like under 40, let alone like 35, 31 and being starters and being guys, even who are like relevant in fantasy, even if they're shooting that bad where they're, where they're playing enough minutes to be relevant in fantasy, but that's happening. Uh, started happening last year. It's happening this year. And maybe it's just like the three point game is that's what, that's what we're going to have to deal with moving forward. Maybe percentages are becoming kind of a rare, rare stat. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, especially from guards. Yeah. Well, even bigs who are shooting threes, which maybe some of them shouldn't be. But, you know, I, I'm, uh, I think to be relevant, you got to hit the, you got to be able to hit a three. One, hitting one three as a center isn't really that cool. I don't really, that's not, that's not that cool to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've been, I've been, it's been a down week for me too because Nurkic got hurt. My man. I know that's really sad news. Let's uh, I guess I I had kind of had come and gone. I'd kind of forgot about that. I mean, what sucks is that they don't. I mean, they don't have the ability to just like have someone like slide in and do dude, it's, what it's you, what what he what he can do for your team. Dude, the best part for fantasy is Enos Cantor became a, a pickup man. Like Enos yes. Cantor's gonna be good. Like Enos Cantor's gonna be one of those guys who like can get you 14 and 10 every night. Yeah. They just – they don't have anyone who can, like, be a – Oh, they have a, no a, a defense. A, a def- yeah, a defensive blocker, stopper. Uh, I'm talking about, like, winning games, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, in his cancer. Um, well, and McCollum has a foot sprain now, which is probably going to sideline him for a good bit. Well, he's been playing, what? like, at Dame Lillard levels this year. Right. And it's why I mentioned Carmelo Anthony in this – pickups is like i mean i don't love carmel anthony but they're gonna need someone to score now and so Cantor was owned in in more than 50 percent of leagues i feel like Cantor could be real good while especially when mccullum and nurgit are out i feel like some of the scoring load is gonna have to fall to carmel anthony because like robert covington is not gonna get you a ton of points and they don't really have a, a deep bench like they're just they're kind of the guys that play or the guys that play and so could we see Carmelo Anthony have a, a week here where he averages like 15, 16 points a game? I think it could happen. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think if if Carmelo – let's stream him for sure. But, yeah, pick up Cantor. Uh, yeah, you got you got to pick up Cantor. He's even – he's just relevant in like 25 minutes. Like he's just a weird uh, points, rebounds, like phenomenon type of player. Indeed he is. All right, Tyler. I think that's it. You got anything to plug? Where can uh, and where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts, and you can find anything you want to know about the Dallas Mavericks probably at that same place. Yes, uh, Tyler is uh, writing a lot about the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that's that's his day job. This is his night job. His his hot night job under the uh, uh, in the. Uh, um, I was trying to make something interesting, but I'm also tired. It's the middle of the night. Um, that's why. I, I, I can't make any uh, clever references to you doing stuff in the dark of night. It's not like you're a vampire. You're not a prostitute. I don't know. 
Sorry. I, what I, if I was a vampire prostitute? Now let's think I, about that. I would. You know what? I'd be into that. That sounds cool. We need more vampire prostitutes in the world. I think. I'd watch that movie. I'd read that book. That sounds very interesting. Um, if you are a vampire prostitute or you just want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You can help support the show. Uh, we love our patrons. Shout out to everybody out there, including uh, Paper Vase for signing back up after our hiatus. Shout out to you, Paper Vase, a longtime listener. Um, go to hashtagbasketball.com. Go to Thrive Fantasy. Use that promo code WTB, and you can find me on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes. That's it for the preview for week five. We'll see you very soon. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>